I'll be inside in a minute. I'm going to say hey to Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, Mike. Flower beds are looking good, neighbor. Yep. You guys should get back from church? Ah. Yeah, yeah. Just been at the church house. I wonder why he never invites me to church. I mean, I'd go if he asked me to go. But this is the way it is. I'm out in my front yard when he comes home from church. It's always so awkward. It's so awkward. And I'm so hungry. Ugh. I think my wife made goulash. I love goulash. Oh, maybe Joe would like some goulash for lunch. Hey, Joe. Here comes the invitation to church. Yeah? You wanna come over sure, for a Sure, I'd love to go to church with you. What'd you just say? What'd you just say? No, what? No, what'd you say? What'd, no, you, what'd say? you say? You said something about God. God? God? Goo. 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 Goulash. Goulash? Goulash. It's a... You're having goulash at your church? No. No, at my house. You're having... You're inviting me over for goulash? Yeah. At your... Goulash? Yeah, who doesn't like goulash? I like some goulash. Yeah, sign me up. Goulash. I'll check and make sure we have enough. I see you walking away. likes goulash. <laughs> well, we can, you can invite people to your house for goulash or you can invite people to church. Just don't do it like that. Next week is our national uh, Back to Church Sunday and we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, later on the, in the service. But it's an opportunity for you to invite people uh, to come to church next week. And I think uh, from looking around, we need a Back to Church Sunday, don't we? We have a small crowd today, but uh, we're glad that you're here, and we welcome you and, uh, and are happy to join together in the house of the Lord with God's people. We welcome our guests especially. You're very important to us. We hope that you'll feel very much a part of our family today. Uh, we'd like to remind everyone of our attendance sheet, if you would, to, to Take that, uh, pass it down the row, fill it out uh, with as much information as you feel comfortable uh, giving to us. Uh, all that information stays right here. We don't sell it to anybody, so it's an internal thing, and um, um, we would appreciate you giving that information to us as much as you feel comfortable. Uh, we, this weekend, we have been involved with a uh, fundraiser. Uh, at Sureway, we've been uh, cooking up some barbecue and selling lots of barbecue uh, chicken and uh, ribs and pork sandwiches and things like that. And so let me say thank you to all of those people who uh, helped uh, with that. That may be why our, our crowd is so thin today, because everybody's so exhausted. It, it has been a busy couple of days, but let me say thank you to the, everyone who helped um, with that fundraiser. Um, to the best of my calculations, I think we grossed somewhere around $5,000. Um, yeah, yeah, that's great. 
I, you know, we haven't gotten the bill for the meat yet, so I, we won't be getting that, but I, but I think that's about what we grow, so that's, that's a good thing. We also uh, have some, some leftovers. Uh, we did not sell out completely, so we have uh, a few slabs of ribs and some chicken and some pork chops in our refrigerator. Sybil, will you, would you handle this after church? I, I meant to catch you beforehand, but I'm putting you on the spot now. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so with that in mind, if you, if you were not able to get uh, your uh, barbecued ribs or chicken or pork chops, uh, we have them in the refrigerator, and we will sell them to you um, at half price. How, how about that? Is that a good price? About half price. And so see Sybil and, uh, after the church service today, and she'll take care of that. Thank you, Sybil. Um, upward. We are gearing up for Upward. Uh, we've uh, concluded our evaluations. I think we have somewhere in the neighborhood of somewhere between 150 and 160 children signed up this year for Upward. Uh, so that's really a good group of kids uh, playing basketball and cheerleading. Uh, we do still need some scholarships. I think we need about 24 additional scholarships to cover their expenses. And so if you would like to contribute to that, uh, we would certainly appreciate it. Just uh, write a check and put sure, be sure you put on the check that it's for upward scholarships. And we'll be, uh, that way we'll put it in the right place. Uh, also on Tuesday, we have our joy lunch at noon uh, for our senior citizens group. But it's not just for senior citizens. If you're if you're off that day and, or, or can take away for, for lunch, then come enjoy us. Uh, and we have a wonderful, wonderful program uh, lined up for this Tuesday. Um, and that'd be me. <laughs> uh, as I said, next week is our National Back to Church Sunday. And uh, it's a time for us to invite people to come, come to church with us on next Sunday. And I'll talk about that a little bit later on uh, in our service. Uh, but uh, it's something for us to be thinking about. But it's good this Sunday to be in God's house with all of you here today. It's always good to be in God's house with you. And, uh, and I think you probably feel the same way. And so if you do, let's stand up and greet each other in the name of the Lord.
down children for Frank he's a beer right over here are you on you get a mic 
Can we get a mic? There we go. All right. Does anybody know what today is? It's the, it's the Sunday before Back to Church Sunday. So why do you come to church? You don't know. You got something else to do on Sunday morning? Ah, that's good. That's a good reason. Show a video of Jake and All right. This is Jesus. And he's <laughs> having a busy day. He's, he's happy, too. He's at, he's at church. It's a busy day for Jesus talking to all the grown-ups. Then came the moms. They were hoping that Jesus would bless their babies. And the disciples said, whoa, whoa, stop, stop. So what do you think you're doing? Jesus doesn't have time for babies. Sit over here so you won't get in our way. Then along came the young girls. They came running up <laughs> for Jesus. The disciple says, whoa, whoa, stop. Jesus doesn't have time for little girls. What do you Just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service. Present yourself to God as one approved, who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Amen. Let's stand and sing hymn number 335. Standing on the promises of Christ my King.
Our scripture reading today begins in John chapter 1, verses 35 through 42. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples when he saw Jesus walking by. He exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this and went with Jesus. Jesus saw them following him and asked, What are you looking for? They answered, Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? He said, Come and see. So they went with him and saw where he was staying and spent the rest of the day with him. One of the two who followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. Then he brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. Then we go to John chapter 4, verses 28 and 29, and 39 through 41. Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. She said to the people there, Come and see the man who told me everything I have ever done. Could he be the Messiah? Many of the Samaritans from that city believed in Jesus because the woman had said, He told me everything I have done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they begged him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of his word. Then 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 1 through 3. Naaman, the commander of the Syrian army, was highly respected and esteemed by the king of Syria, because though Naaman the Lord had given him victory to the Syrian forces. He was a great soldier, but he suffered from leprosy. In one of their raids against Israel, the Syrians had carried off a little Israelite girl who became a servant of Naaman's wife. One day she said to her mistress, I wish my master could go to the prophet who lives in Samaria. He would cure him of his illness. Church's story, bring the body. 
pray with me our dear Heavenly Father we come to you thankful for all the gifts you give us humble for all that you do for us and indebted for the sacrifice that you made for us may we give freely of our time our tithes and our talents to further your kingdom to all the corners of this world in your precious name we pray Amen.
Thank you so much, Sarah. Don't you just love to listen to Sarah sing? Thanks for that wonderful message of music. Did you hear about the fellow who um, complained to his mom that he didn't want to go to church that morning? His mom says, what are you talking about? Get out of bed and let's go to church. Why on earth would you want to stay home from church today? And the fellow said, well, I'll give you two reasons. First of all, I don't like those people. And secondly, they don't like me. And so his mother said, well, I'll give you two reasons you need to go to church. First of all, you're 58 years old. And second, you're the pastor. Well, I want to tell you that I definitely wanted to come to church today. And I, I wanted to come so that I could talk to you about why you should want to come to church today. And also why you should be so excited about church that you, you should want to invite your friends to come to church with you next Sunday. Because next Sunday is the National Back to Church Sunday. We'll be joining with thousands of churches around the country to invite people who haven't been to church in a while, and, or maybe even at all. And This could be an exciting event for our church. So I want to do two things this morning. First of all, I want to tell you why you should want to bring some friends to church next Sunday. And then I want to show you from the scriptures why you should want to bring some friends to church with you next Sunday. So are you ready for this? To make it personal, I want to do, what I want to do is to, is to give you some reasons why I want to come to church each week. First of all, I want to grow. I want to grow. And weekly worship attendance is the most important thing that we can do to spark spiritual growth. Coming to church every week exposes us to to God's word and to God's people. It resets our priorities of, of what's really important in our lives and what kind of person you want to be. And so I come to church because I want to grow. Secondly, I come to church because I want to do what God says. And all throughout the Bible, we are told things like, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Serve one another in love. Take the Lord's Supper. Receive the word of the Lord. Worship the Lord in the beauty of God's holiness. Let us not give up meeting together. These kinds of things are all throughout the scripture. And so one of the reasons that I come to church is because there are about 30 commandments in the scripture that I cannot obey unless I'm actively involved in God's family. So I come to church because I want to do what, what God tells us to do. Third, I want to be around people who sharpen me. I want to be around people whose goals are similar to my goals, whose values are similar to my values. The Bible tells us, as iron sharpens iron, so let us sharpen one another. And so I want to be sharpened by you people, by people who are pointed in the same direction. And I can't get that at, at the lake or the bar or the ball game or the golf course. But 
I can get it here at church. And that's why I want to come to church. Fourth, I, I want to live a longer life. <laughs> How about that? Do you know that the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy that those who take to heart the words of God will live a long life? It tells us that. And you know what? Secular surveys tell us that that's exactly what happens. People who attend church at least three out of four Sundays a week on average live about seven years longer than those who don't. Now how about that? Who would have thunk it? <laughs> there you have it. Church attendance produces long life. Fifth, I want to train my children well. Folks, they can, they can learn reading and writing and arithmetic in school. But they can only learn how to love God through my family and, and through my church family. And I want them exposed to that love for God. I want to train my children well. Sixth, I want to strengthen my marriage. Now, I know you've probably heard some of the statistics that say that Christians divorce at the same rate that everybody else does, but those statistics are a little bit skewed. Let me tell you here, Brent, uh, Professor Bradley Wright from the University of Connecticut found that Christians, Christians who rarely attend church, they divorce at about a 60% rate, which is about normal for the rest of society. But Christians who attend church regularly divorce only at a 38% rate. Now, I don't want to divorce at all, but I kind of like my chances better in the, in the regular church attendance category. Uh, and so I, I come to church because I want to strengthen my marriage. Seventh, I want a better outlook on life. Studies show that people who attend church regularly are more optimistic and more filled with hope than non-churchgoers are. I like that. I want that. I come to church because I want a more positive attitude. Eighth, I, don't want, I want to store up treasures in heaven. Jesus said, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust can destroy, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Think he meant that? I think he did. And the way to do that is to serve God according to, to God's commandments. And, and there are some incredible rewards promised to us in heaven. Crowns for faithful service. Crowns for, for bringing others to Christ. Crown, the opportunity to, to be with God for eternity. To be blessed with our rewards for the life that we lived here on earth. Peter once said to, to Jesus... Lord, we've left everything to follow you. And the Lord's response was, everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers or wives or children to, or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. That sounds pretty good to me. As I mentioned earlier, all, all told there or more than 30 commands in the Bible that, that can't be obeyed unless, unless we're actively participating in the local church. We need the church. We need the church's encouragement and, and support and teaching. 
so that we can reach our God-given potential and to receive those rewards that are mentioned in the Bible. Ninth, I want to be a part of something that's bigger than I am. And I want to invest in something that will last for eternity. And that's the church. Now, you want to come to church next Sunday? Yeah? I could give you a longer list. But I'll stop with one more. Because I want to make it an even ten. I like David Letterman. Tenth. I want to come to church because more people come to Christ in church services than anywhere else in the world. And folks, I want to be here when that happens. And I want my family and my friends to be some of those people who come to Christ in the church services. As a pastor, it's probably no greater thrill than to be able to say that I've baptized all three of my children I baptized them them into the family of Christ and and I've watched their commitment to him grow in their lives. And you know what's helped them to make that commitment to Christ? It's because they have attended church regularly. They've been exposed to the teaching of Christ and to the lives of Christ's people. And so those are some pretty good reasons to come to church. Don't you think? I think so too. Now with the time remaining, I want to show you some examples from the scripture of folks bringing others into a spiritual environment. The first one's found in, in the first chapter of John. The second half of this chapter, the second half of, of John 1 is, is the story of, of Jesus' baptism. This came when he was 30 years old, the age when priests were able to begin making sacrifices in the temple. And so at the age of 30, Jesus leaves his home in Nazareth and journeys to the Jordan River. And when John saw him, he immediately said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And then a little later on in the chapter, he says, I saw the Spirit of God descend upon him as a dove from heaven. And it remained on him. John said, I have seen and I have borne witness that he is the, the Son of God. Two disciples of John heard him say that. And so they started following Jesus. And when Jesus turned around and saw them following, he said, what are you looking for? And they said, teacher, where are you staying? And he said, come and see. Come and follow me. So they came and they saw where Jesus was staying and, and they, they stayed with him there. They remained with him until about 4 o'clock that afternoon. And one of these two disciples, his name was Andrew, he was Simon Peter's brother. And so he went and he found Simon Peter and he said to him, 
Simon, we have found the Messiah. We found the Messiah, Simon. Come and see. And so he brought Simon to Jesus, who, who looked at Simon and said, So you're Simon. You're the son of John. From now on, we're going to call you Cephas, which means Peter, which loosely translated is Rocky. <laughs> you see that? As soon as Andrew met Jesus, he went to find his brother so that he also could meet Jesus. Now, why would he do something like that? Here it is. People who meet Jesus are so moved by him that they want to introduce him to those they care about. Isn't that true? Simon, Andrew said, come see. We found the Messiah. We've been talking about this all of our lives. He's here. Come and see. This is the reason Christianity is the, the largest movement on earth today. It's because people who meet Jesus want to introduce Jesus to their friends. And the number one place that people are introduced to Jesus is in Sunday morning worship services. This week you're going to be you're going to have a number of conversations that people with people that you care about. Some of them may not know Jesus. So why would you want to invite them to come to church next week? Because you want to introduce them to Jesus. The next example is found in the fourth chapter of John. In this passage, Jesus and his disciples are traveling at noontime when they approach the Samaritan city of Sychar. And there's a well about three miles outside of town. And when they reached the well, Jesus said, Guys, I'm going to rest here for a little while. Why don't you go in and find us some food? Okay? Well, while they're in town, a woman came to the well. But the question is, why would she come to this well? Well, she came to this well because it's three miles outside of town. And she doesn't feel like milling around with the townspeople. And why does she come at noon? Everybody else would normally fetch their water in the early morning or late in the afternoon when the sun's not so hot and the water's heavy. You ever carried buckets of water around? It's heavy. Nobody carries water at noontime. It's too hot. So why is this woman here three miles outside of town in the heat of the day to get her water? Well, it's probably because she's avoiding everybody else. You see, she's an outcast in town. She slept with just about every man there. But as she approaches the well, Jesus strikes up a conversation with her, and in the midst of their conversation, she decides that he must be the Messiah. 
he told her everything she'd done. And she decides this must be the Messiah. And so it tells us that she left her water jug and she went back to the city three miles away and she said to the people, come and see a man who told me everything I've ever done. Could this be our Messiah? And then the Bible tells us that, that many Samaritans from the city believed in him because of what she said. And many more believed because they came and heard what he said. Now I want you to think about this for a minute. This woman didn't want to talk to anybody in town. She was doing everything that she could to avoid them until she met Jesus. So why did she invite them to meet Jesus? Well, here it is. Because people who meet Jesus are so moved by him that they want to introduce every, everyone to him, including those who don't care about them. Come and see, she said. Come and meet a man who may be our Messiah. This week we're going to have, have a number of encounters with people that you may know a little bit. Maybe you don't know them at all. Maybe they're just kind of casual encounters. And, and because they're casual, you don't really have an emotional investment in them. You don't care deeply about them. Maybe they're people behind the counter at the grocery store or at the gas station or at the gym or at the athletic events with your children. And striking up a conversation with them may be a little bit awkward. But I want to suggest to you that very few encounters that you have this week will be as awkward as the encounter that this woman had with the people of Sychar. <laughs> you see, these people... These were people who had shamed her for sleeping around. These were people who had condemned, condemned her because of her loose living. These were people who did not like her, and she probably didn't like them either. But then she met Jesus, and knowing him touched her so deeply that it didn't matter how awkward the conversation might be. She wanted every member of her village to meet him. How deeply has Jesus touched your life? Wouldn't you love to share that with others this week? One more story. Way back in the Old Testament in 2 Kings chapter 5. This takes place during a time in history when Israel was at war with Syria. And in that day, Syria, who at the time was called Aram, was much stronger than Israel. And from time to time, the, the Syrians would invade Israel and, and carry little Israelite children back with them and place them in slavery. And there was one such girl, a small girl, who served the wife of a mighty general named Naaman. She now lives in a culture that is not her own. She lives with people who are not her own. They don't speak her language 
They don't love her. They use her. Once she was free, but now she is a slave. She was kidnapped from her home in, in Israel and hauled off to this, this, town, this place in Syria. And now she is a servant with no prospect of ever being free again. But look at what she does. She does something extraordinary. When her master is stricken with leprosy, she encouraged him to go to Israel for a cure. Why? Because people who have been touched by God are so moved by him that they want to introduce everyone to him. Even their enemies. Go to Israel, she says, and find the prophet. You'll get the cure. Friends, there are all kinds of sicknesses in our world. We all know people who, who have suffered from cancer and other terrible diseases. But the worst disease of all is the universal disease called sin. And you know what? Every single one of us has a terminal case of it. And God's word teaches us that the cure for this is the saving grace of Jesus Christ. The apostle John says that we were in darkness and that Jesus came to deliver us from that. John 1 says, to all who receive Jesus, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So who do you know that you'd like to be born of God? Friends, why would you want to invite someone to church next Sunday, or any Sunday for that matter? Well, here it is. It's because their best chance to gain that relationship with God is by coming to church. Friends, next weekend is one of those strategic times when we're going to invite people to come to church or to come to Christ right here in church. And on your chair today, I hope that you have found a, a postcard and a little handout, one of these. I want you to take your postcard. Take it right now. You got it? Pick it up. Take that postcard postcard. I want you to take that postcard right now and take a look at it. It is an invitation to come to church next Sunday. And now I want to take a commercial break. <laughs> I want to take 60 seconds and I want you to think of the person that you are going to mail that card to or hand that postcard to, or hand this little little handout to during the next week. And by the way, I told you Wednesday night that it would take a, a, a postcard postage. Sorry, it's full postage <laughs> because of the size of it. It takes a, a regular stamp. But I want you to think right now about the person that you're going to mail that card to, or hand it to, or hand one of these to in this upcoming week. And I want you to go ahead and put that person's name on the outside of that postcard where you would normally mail it. I know you may not know the address right now, but you know the name, so go ahead and put that name on there. And either now or a little bit later on, I want you to add a little personal note 
on there, inviting that person to come with you to church next week. Offer to pick them up. Sit with them when they come. Provide good hospitality when they come. And so now take about 60 seconds and put that person's name on your postcard. And it's really not all that hard. All you have to do is say, hey, next Sunday is, is National Back to Church Sunday. Would you come to church with me? That's all you need to say. Just pray first, be bold, and God will do the rest. Now take that 60 seconds and write that name down. Then I'm going to pray for us. Okay, let's pray. Oh God, thank you for what you have done for me and for every person in this room today. I thank you for your love and grace that, that brings us together. And I thank you for allowing us to be a part of your family that helps us to grow into the people that you want us to be. And I thank you for the invitations that will be extended this week. Bless them. And already be preparing the hearts of those who will receive them. Use this time, O oh God, for your glory. Amen. We're going to sing in just a moment. And by the way, you may know of some other people that you would like to send these cards to. I put one in your chair. You're not limited to one. We've got a bunch of them out in the foyer. So pick some more up when you leave today. And we're, we're going to send some out from the church as well today, uh, this week. But pick some up on your way out. And I think there may be a few more of these left as well. I know there's some sitting around in the empty chairs so you can pick up some more of these as well and you can invite people to come to church next week we're going to sing together seek ye first the kingdom of god it's number 478 and if you've never made a commitment to christ and want to do that today we invite you to make that commitment or maybe you're going to make a commitment to invite somebody to church next week you could do that if you want to do that Maybe you want to join our church today. You can do that. If God is leading you in any way, we invite you to come as we sing, Seek ye first the kingdom of God.
May the God of peace provide you with every good thing you need in order to do God's goodwill. May God, through Jesus Christ, do in us what pleases God. And to Christ be the glory forever and ever. Amen.